episode 92. Let's get crafty. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, miniatures, RPGs, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and this week, my co-host is co-founder Chris. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. It's uh, nice to see you, Chris. It's been a, been a hot minute, if you will. Yeah, that, that it has. Well, appreciate you being on here and taking time. Uh, this is episode 92 of the games we play. Thank you for listening and tuning into this episode. If you're a new time to the podcast, we appreciate you trying us out. Uh, right now, while we're doing the pandemic thing, Chris and I are actually recording remotely, which has its challenges, but we we make the ma- most of it. So this week, we're going to be talking about some board games that we've been playing. Uh, I actually want to talk a little bit about a little crafting project I, I, uh, I'm in. in Endeavoring? Endeavoring? I think, yeah. That's appropriate sure. word for it. Uh, that I, I'm going through here. It's kind of actually kind of fun. We'll see how this turns out. Um, and then we'll see what else happens. Uh, so let's just go ahead and move on to it. I know our time is limited a little bit here with Chris and our schedule. So let's just get into this right away. Chris, how uh, has last week been going? Uh, last week's been going well. Uh, again, busy with wrestling coming down. We have our post start of our postseason tomorrow, so uh, I've had multiple makeup um, competitions this last week and the evenings, oh, and it yeah. really just because of the whole COVID, we had uh, four competitions that um, had to be rescheduled because of of COVID. Uh, closures from schools and things like that so anyway um so yeah last so we basically took about half a season and crammed it into uh these last couple weeks and it's (laughs) oh boy yeah so it's it's been busy uh really haven't had a lot of games um going on but i'm gonna uh, talk about a little little one i got in the mail about a little story so we'll we'll get to that go for it okay okay so do it let's Let's just do do it. it head on it so um Jamie and I, we have a friend, um, and she, uh, we've introduced her uh, to some of our games and um, and her husband and stuff. And so I'm uh, riding uh, back from a wrestling meet this last week. Uh, it's like you know eight o'clock at night. We're on the bus driving back from the the school, and I get a text, a frantic uh, from uh, Carrie, and Carrie's like, "Oh my gosh, can you help?" There's a picture of her hand holding up this card that is just mangled. It's a Pokemon card. So Uh-oh. she's like, oh, uh, Casey, one of her sons, seven-year-old, uh, got a uh, Pokemon set for Christmas. And she's like, uh, the dog got to it. They just got a new puppy dog. So Ooh. it just ate this card. So she's like, I know nothing about this whatsoever. I know you're into games. Can you help me? So I got onto Cool Stuff Inc. First off, I tried to figure out for the remnants of the card what card it was. <laughs> um, so I enlisted Bo, John, and Isaac's help uh, to help uh, to confirm which Pokemon card it was. And we're, uh, of course, I'm on a bus texting back and forth everybody trying to figure this out. <laughs> so I get on, uh, figure out which card it is, find out that Cool Stuff Inc. Um, has, uh, they, they do a lot of Pokemon cards and stuff. They so do the singles I, yeah, and stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I jumped on there, found it, ordered it 
and it just Hopefully it wasn't it, a super rare, was it? No, it wasn't. It was a four dollar okay. card. It was it was it was a <laughs> I forget the name of the, the Pokemon, but it's you can buy in one of those packs that you yeah. get extra cards and sub and what it basically it's it kind of helps you build a starter deck for it. Anyway, I was able to get it single, like you mentioned. So um the nice thing about it was I had a bunch of games on back order or on hold. And waiting for the uh, the free shipping and stuff, and I haven't bought games from Cool Stuff for a while, so this this um, this little four dollar card got me free shipping. <laughs> and That's so funny. yeah, and it just actually arrived like uh, fifteen minutes prior to us getting on here today. And nice. yeah, so I got a Bargain Quest expansion. Um, I ended up picking up. Uh, there's a Dominion. Uh, big box deal. It was Dominion and the Intrigue expansion. This was mm-hmm. like last year. Um, since, last year was, since you couldn't find, you can't yes. find your copy. Yeah, since I couldn't find my copy, <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. it. It didn't make the move. So I uh, ordered this again. It was like a year ago when I ordered this, and it's been on holding cool stuff for a while. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. I thought they have a limit. Nice. Uh, I think they did too, but I kind of forgot about this. And then I just clicked <laughs> this, and I'm like, oh, let me check to see what do I have on hold. And I'm like, oh crud, I got a few things on hold. And oh, wow. um, then the the last one, which I'm really talking about, is I ended up. Uh, um, ordering a while ago is the Century Gollum edition and Endless World. So, oh, yeah. you got the third one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I need to get that. Yeah, that, oh, that was, man. See, and that was supposed to forgetting. launch at that. Well, it did launch last August. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, we were uh, we were looking at going to Gen Con and picking it up mm-hmm. because we went in the booth and all that kind of stuff and got the mats. And they usually have, yeah, they yep. usually have the good deal yep. where you get the play mats and stuff. Yeah. 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 So I ended up buying it uh, last year or so. Um, and it just because cool stuff got it in. Uh, we couldn't go to we couldn't go to Gen Con, um, but yeah, that's been sitting there. So it came in today, and I pulled it out, and I showed Jamie, and I asked her if she wants to play it this weekend. So I'm gonna bust out the shrink wrap and really looking you forward should. to because we both love the uh, the um, Century Gollum editions. Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> if you remember, that was uh, when we were uh, um, upgrading our basement and the the water uh, the new water heater pipes <gasps> oh, busted. Oh yeah, the the, the second one is um. Or no, uh, the Century Golem Eastern Mountains is what we yep, pulled out. One. Yep, and uh, played with uh, Contractor Henry. Oh, that's <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, yeah that was a game we busted out and showed him can't stop in in Century Edition. Uh, yeah. So so anyway, so Jamie and I really like it, and we've shared this with the kids and some other friends and stuff. So I wanted to get the third one, and we we both want to try have, it. So have you ever played Century New World? I don't recall if you've played that with us. I know Josh and Corey and I played at work a couple times. Oh, that's the just the basic one, not the Gollum edition. The spice version. Yes, yeah. the very, very first one. Not this. I haven't played the second or third. Uh, okay. But the very that's, first yeah, one. Yeah, that's, what that's the okay. yep, the only ones. Oh, I've played the Gollum edition of all one, two, not three yet. Cool. But looking forward to that. So yeah, yeah, I'll be curious to see how this Gollum one plays. I, I really do like the third century game, uh, New World. Uh, that's the spice version. I do own that. Um, oh, yep. It, it definitely plays a little differently. Uh, I mean, each of the. Sp- century games plays differently which is nice it kind of kind of retains the same feeling but yeah it's a different game mechanic like the first one's more of a, a deck building uh, a little bit right you're, you're building up this hand of cards and you're gonna use these cards to swap out and exchange your 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 gems or spices for the recipes 
Um, and then the second one is more of a movement one where you're moving your ship across, which is cool. And the third one is definitely a worker placement, yeah, which is what unique like. because there there's different spots on the board and the board is completely modular, which is really cool. So every time you play the games that have come out, and play a little differently, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's quite a few strategies with it too. I, I really do enjoy the third one. It, it, it's it's definitely the most different of the three, if that makes sense, from the other two. Um, while the first two are kind of alike, a little bit more similar, the third one is definitely a little different. But yeah, I'll be curious to see what you what you think, and you can always combine that with your second and first uh, uh, that, game too. Yes, we've talked about that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, this. Um, yeah, it looks like you have these trader meeples that you activate mm-hmm. your locations and things like that. And those boards you're talking about is double sided, so the oh, they have yeah, it's are, great. And, and even on some of the board spots, there's some uh, there's uh, uh, little not chits, but little cardboard pieces that come out. They're also kind of randomized and mixed up. So. Even in that regards, the game is different every time you play. And that, yeah. I really like that. So there's a lot of replayability yep. that, you know, you play with uh, your you play with your kids or you play with friends or you play with your neighbors because it's a very available game. Oh, Each absolutely. time it's going to feel a little newer and you're going to have to figure out the strategy uh, opposed to maybe more of a static game where it's like, OK, well, here's the, always the strategy you take. <laughs> yeah. The first one to get the right card or the right role or whatever wins. Exactly. Kind of stuff. Yeah. It, 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 even in the first century game, while it's cards yep. and you get them shuffled up, you still see a lot of the same cards every time you yep. play. And, and you know the value of which ones are going to be pretty good. Now you're going to have to change your strategy with this one. It's a little more modular. Um, so I really like that. So if you haven't played, if, if you're listening, you haven't played. A century game, uh, definitely check it out. Start with the Century Spice Road, the or, or really the Golem Editions. The, the, yeah, we the, like the, the art. Three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, now that you now they have the full trilogy, there's no reason not to get the Golem Edition over the Spice. They're basically the same right. price, and the components are way better in the Golem. Yeah, we and we like the art. We've talked about that, and it's the difference. And yeah, so these are two to four player games. Um, says eight. Uh, age eight and up and they last about 30 to 45 minutes so they're very uh quick games those under hour games and stuff mm-hmm. like that so and Great easy engine oh my gosh yeah love love that you you get the strategy uh, mind start thinking and these are great to teach kids and and introduce oh, yeah, people to, to yep. that the whole strategy aspect and and just mm-hmm. okay here's this like you talk about you know if you add this and this it creates this and oh he starts getting their mind thinking a about little planning the ahead. yeah exactly it's just not rolling move I, I'm not well, a big fan and, of roll and move games. And even on your turn, you have one action. Yep. So it's not it's not like you're sitting there playing 20 actions waiting for the next player. Exactly. By the time it comes around, you basically decide. Now there's a little not as much interaction in the first game as there is the second and third. The second and third, there's definitely a little more interaction uh with the other players, but even that first game. It's a great way to start out, and you can be thinking ahead. Just the game can go really quick. And if you like Splendor, which yep. is a pretty common now, I think mass market yep. type of game. That's it's a pretty good gateway game. It's, I like Splendor, uh, but Century it just gives you the same feeling. I think it's way superior. It's way more fun, a little more modular. So anyway, check yep. it out. We yep. love the Century games. I'll I'll be curious to see how you think of the Endless World. I haven't seen pictures of all the components yet or anything from this one, but it's on my wish list. It's been out of stock, and I missed it from Plan B Games' website when they released it in the summer yeah. over COVID. But yep. ugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just happened to see it on uh, Cool Stuff Inc. They had it in stock, so nice. I picked it up last August or so. Yeah, that's when ago. it came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna that, say it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So 
Fun Good stuff. stuff. Well, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I look forward to hearing about that. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll have uh, some reporting actually, out. I was looking at Plan B's website here just to see if they have stuff in stock. They have this new game called Equinox that's coming out. It looks pretty cool. It's a Reiner uh, Knizia game, and it's Ooh. a card game. Really cool artwork. Actually, reminds me a lot of the Golem kind of artwork. Actually, pretty cool. It looks like kind of a chill type game, but it looks kind of neat. We'll have to keep our eyes out for that one. Yeah, I'm a big Reiner Knizia fan. When I first got into mm-hmm. uh, board games back in the 90s, uh, he was, he well, he's very big in a German uh, mathematician uh, professor, mm-hmm. and uh, he, you can see there's a lot of math in his games and a lot oh, of strategy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times, the earlier games, there's uh, just a lot of games with um, a pasted on theme, but it, it's a math game. But he's got some really, really good games. And I, I've, I've always been a fan. Even those pasted on theme games uh, that he's made, I've I've really enjoyed. So mm-hmm. I haven't found a game that I really didn't like from Reiner Knizia. Yeah. Yeah, hard, hard to complain. And this yep. one actually looks like there's kind of a cool theme to it. So so moving on, talking about a game I played this week is I pulled out Roll for Adventure. Yeah. So I think we talked about this on the podcast mm-hmm. maybe a couple of years ago. A while ago. I think it was yep. Gen Con or something. Yep. Uh, Corey just randomly picked it out and we played it or something. Have you got to play this? I don't remember. I know we've played it at work before in the past. Yes. But, you know. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got in a couple times on um, work uh, games when okay. we played Roll for Adventure. Really love it. Fun yeah. game. Yeah, it's really interesting. I picked it up on a Clarence. It was $13. What? Which, yeah, steal for this game. That is a steal. Well, I was ordering some of the Imperial Assault Ally packs that I was missing oh. <laughs> from some random website, and I they had a clearance section. I'm like, ah, what's the chance? And I'm like, roll for adventure, $13? Yes. Uh, so I picked that up with a couple of the Imperial Assault figure packs. But uh, if you haven't played this game, uh, Roll for Adventure is a two to four player game. So it's a cooperative game. And the idea is there's this modular board in the middle of the table. Uh, it kind of pieces together kind of like a puzzle, if you will, like on the sides. And they're two-sided, which adds some replayability, which I could always appreciate. The A side obviously being easier than the B side. And essentially, each one of these four sections of the board are uh, like territories, if you will, like the ice and the forest and the desert and the caverns or something like that. And on each one of these sections, uh, there's squares with uh, with little pips or dice pictures, if you will. And they're all kind of, uh, ta- they have like tasks and subtasks, as they call them. Uh, but essentially, you're trying to fill up a track or fill up a section. And, and each territory has a little different u- mechanics. But the essential idea is you're trying to place this, the specific number dice on that territory to fulfill some kind of task. And when you fulfill the task, then you complete it and you get like this gem. And depending on the difficulty of the game, you're trying to collect up to five, or if you're playing the difficult one, I believe seven or eight gems to win the game. Uh, throughout the game, though, on your turn, you're basically just rolling your po- your pool of dice and then allocating only one number. So this is where the tricky part comes, because if I roll two sixes, some fives and fours, I'm like, well, I really like those fours, but I want more fours. Well, too bad. You have to either do the fours, commit or not. And then whatever you don't, put out on the board you re-roll you can just keep going until you've placed all your dice 
And so there's some cool mechanics with that. Um, each territory feels really unique with what is required. Uh, some of them is is a path that just keeps going. Uh, some you do sections and it unlocks barriers. Um, they're really unique. And then the ice cave, uh, which doesn't give you a gem, uh, you can build up rewards. So it has one of each number. And those rewards can be cashed in to give uh, all the other players extra dice, you can instantly kill a monster, you can heal a territory, uh, because what's happening is after each person's turn, a monster comes out, and the monster assigns to a specific territory and attacks a territory, and depending on the monster card, it can make other monsters that are still active attack their territory, and when they attack, each card of these monsters tells you what to remove from that section. So, for example, the desert section's always the ones. Um, uh, the other one, the forest is always fives and sixes. So there's like certain numbers. So the desert beast card that comes out says to remove a one. So you could have already committed a, a, a one dice. Chris did on his turn. And then at the end of his turn, the beast comes out. And guess what? It removes that one dice from the progress. And so you go backwards a little bit. But then you lose that dice to this vortex portal. And there's like there's another mechanic with this uh, portal of resurrection where you can try to get your dice back. Uh, and so it's this always pull tug of war where you're, you're trying to make progress. But like the beast and some of the cards keep coming out and you keep losing progress. And, and so some... And, in those respects, it, it gets difficult. Um, additionally, if there's no dice when the beast attacks, it does damage to the territory. And there's this uh, life counter, if you will, on each territory. And if that gets to the end, you lose. And if you start your turn, you don't have any dice, you lose. And then on top of it, there's like this Master of Shadows boss that randomly will come in and then keeps getting reshuffled back into the deck. And he makes all the beasts that are still out uh, attack and then he randomly does damage to territories it starts getting really difficult um so you're trying to you're trying to make progress by putting your dice on these territories but you're also trying to use the dice to kill off the monsters but then also you're trying to use the dice to try to get your dice back that got lost and it's 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 chaotic a little stressful uh but it's a lot of fun and it's just one it's a cool dice placement game um and, and you know me, I don't really like randomness or dice stuff a whole lot, but I think the whole mechanics where you just, you select at least one die every time and you get to re-roll. It doesn't feel like randomness or luck plays a huge role in the game, if you will. No pun intended. Uh, I mean, there's obviously some randomness, but you can be strategic. You can just spend one dice and then try to re-roll your dice to try to get the number you want. Um... So there's always something to do. That feels pretty good with your dice. Um, and then on top of it, there's a lot of expandability. There's there's extra monster cards you can put into the deck to make it harder or easier. There's different modes for the goals. Uh, there's two sides to every board. And then you also get an adventurer like a hero. And the hero has a one-time-per-turn ability that gives you extra stuff you can do, which is pretty cool. So, you, I mean, it comes with like 10 different heroes or something. So there's so much replayability and a lot of variability in this game that I just really like it. Um, it's a lot of fun. Kind of a surprising game when you pull it out. You're like, what is this? And it ends up being pretty cool. Yeah, you, you put those triangles together to make the square boards and and it looks a little odd to begin with it and does. you do it and yeah. But no, I love I love dice games. I love chucking dice, but I do love games that have mitigation efforts into built into it that that kind of allows you to reduce the randomness, like you mm -hmm. mentioned, the luck factor of just rolling a dime. Yep. 
So this, but there's this still some that randomness, so it's not there's, like yes, a, it doesn't get rid of all a of guarantee. it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's the thrill of oh, I got to get these uh, dice rolls and you know getting it, or the the agony of defeat of not getting it and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Or trying to even be creative and strategic. Right. Well, well, I didn't get it. So what can I do to get exactly? To our, our so that's goal. where the mind thinks. That's what I love games where it starts thinking of the strategy of okay, what do I need to do to help my efforts? Okay, I didn't get it. What can I do to uh, reduce the risk and, mm-hmm. and such? Yeah, yep. Love those games or, that are like that. Or, or hey, I had some bad rolls. Do I just yep. keep adding the ice cave? So then on Corey's turn. We can finish it off, and we get the reward of of healing a whole territory, defeating an instant enemy, and, and all of us getting dice. Right. That feels pretty good. Yeah. And it's not hard to do because it's just one dice, and you get to re-roll all your dice again. And sometimes you're chucking like five, six, seven dice, depending on how, uh, what bonus dice you get. It's it's feels pretty good. It's a lot of fun. I really I really enjoy this game. Kind of a sneaky yeah game that I, I hear nobody talk about. It came out. I think a year or two ago, right by Cosmos, I literally see nobody talking about this one. Uh, but it's a it's a solid co op game, like a very solid co op game with a pretty cool theme um, attached to it. If that makes sense, I'm I mean I'm not sure how you. I guess I didn't read all the fluff, but how you connect rolling dice to the theme, but yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, with the fantasy and the art and stuff, it's yep. kind of cool, and the components are nice, and the modularity, and last thing I'll say on it, though, is the tra- life trackers for each of the territories is are these skulls, and they're, they're actually like acrylic, white, plastic. I don't know. They have some heft to them. Really nice components for fairly cheap game. And you get a lot of dice. I think each player gets five dice. So it comes with 24 dice on top of it, plus, yeah, a deck of cards. It's, it's a pretty good game. Anyway, check it out. It's called Roll for Adventure. I, I don't even know what it's going for, like an Amazon or something, but I did pick it up on Clarence. So Yeah, I'm checking. Check. Um, the I, I did see that Cool Stuff Inc. had uh, uh, Century Golem Endless World in stock. Game Nerds is out of stock. Yeah, and miniature are. market had it, but miniature market was a couple bucks more. But for roll for, well, I have a coupon for my birthday for like ten dollars off. So they sent me. Yeah, so cool. game nerds, game nerds has roll for adventure for twenty four forty seven mm-hmm. in stock. So it's a twenty five under game. But yeah, if you can get it for under twenty bucks, that's a that's a good game for that price. Yeah. I, I definitely think so. A lot of fun with this one. Yeah. Again, hear nobody talk about it, but yeah, we are now. Yeah, we are. Yeah, the, the, you're right. Uh, when this came out at Gen Con, it was announced. Uh, there was a buzz for like a month or so. I've heard it on different podcasts. People talk about it, but you're right. A year later, nobody's really talking about it anymore. Except for us. We're trendsetters. Yeah, there we go. We like to talk about older games. It's easy to miss some of these. Like, oh actually, gosh. pretty good gems, and you get a good yep. deal on them. Yeah, especially a couple years after they come out, there's still there's some stock still around, and there mm-hmm. uh, people are reducing inventory and reducing the price. Mm-hmm. And oh, good games! I love a bargain like that, especially a solid game. Yep, absolutely. Um, did you have any other games you want to talk about? No, that that was basically it. Okay. I've I've been neglecting games these last couple of weeks, uh, just knowing that come March we're gonna hit it hard, uh, hot and heavy, and gonna uh, get back on all my gaming goals by just influx of game plan. So be prepared for that. Be prepared. Yeah, I will. 
I will. Um, quick thing here before we finish up. I, I'm doing a little project with uh, organization for my Imperial Assault. Yes. Uh, so somebody, and they did this with Descent, which, I mean, Descent is like a version of, of, of Imperial Assault. But, you know, games that have all these modular tiles and has all that cardboard tiles? And I, I know you've played games like that. Yep. I think Gloomhaven, all that. Yep. <laughs> I have a lot of those. <laughs> Setup is a pain yeah. in the butt because the campaign will book will be like grab 14A, 15B, 16 seeds. And they're listing up all these tiles that you have to try to find from the dozens of tiles that come with it. And they're all two sided with numbers and letters. And you have to try to connect them just right. It takes forever to set these things up. So I saw a cool storage solution where somebody took, you know, those binder. Uh, clear plastic binder sheets where, you know, it's a top load and it's just a big binder sheet. Yeah. You know what I'm talking just about? Just the single eight and a half by 11 type piece of paper mm-hmm. one. Yep. yep. Yeah, but I it's use... not paper. It's it's like a plastic sleeve. Right. But you put an eight and a half by 11 inch yes. piece of paper. And I use a lot of those for my RPG stuff and miniatures. Yes. Yep. So what somebody did was they took those. And if you take like a soldering iron on a low heat, you can actually melt the two layers together and make custom pockets and so what they did was you uh so what i'm what i'm doing right now is you insert a couple pieces of paper into it and then i kind of arrange my my terrain pieces think cardboard and they're all different sizes some bigger ones some smaller whatever whatever and i kind of arrange them so they fit and i'm doing an order so that way each page like this is one, two, three, four, five. I'll put tabs. So when it says pull three, 12, and 15, you go three, flip to the 12, 15, oh, and pull Oh, nice. Out. And so uh, the problem is, is, though, one sheet is pretty big, and right. like you just put one thing, it's kind of a waste. So what you can do is you stick the paper, and you kind of line it, and then I, I, I use a, a dry erase, and I'm marking off the sections I want. And so then I have an X-Acto knife, and I cut a slit like usually halfway so it's like basically top and bottom pockets oh uh, cut a slit because with the paper i'm only cop- cutting through one sheet yep. the top sheet and so it makes an opening at the top and then what i do is take my soldering iron and then melt basically pockets into oh. it and so then this the sleeve becomes two pockets a top and a bottom with sections and and again it's all custom because it you perfectly it. fits whatever piece. Yep. Yeah, it perfectly fits the piece. And so now I have a binder with custom pockets and, yeah, um, with my terrain. And so I'm going through that with my Imperial Salt. And then I have a binder I'm going to put it in and put some tabs. And then I'm going to permanent marker, put some labels for each of the numbers. Like this is A1, A2, A3, and so on, so forth. And so then when we go to play Imperial Salt and it says it, we just, somebody has the binder and they flip to the pages and it slides out and then you put them back right where they should go. That's pretty neat. Pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very and, and it's neat idea. super cheap. Yeah, like those those sleeves. Like, I mean, you go to Staples, you get them for like ten bucks, right. and then the binders like three, four bucks. Um, and then you could like some people had custom art, so you can print it off and then put it in the custom end of the binder in the oh, front, yeah. so you have your imperial salt. And then some people have like special custom art for the tabs, you know, that go on the yeah. ends, you know, with like little symbols for each of the expansions. Um, so yeah, I plan on putting all my Imperial Assault train expansions in this binder. Yeah, it's going to be really easy set up. It's going to be pretty neat. So that's what I've been working on. It works fairly well. I was a little nervous about the soldering, using the soldering <laughs> on the plastic, but 
I use it low heat and not press very hard. Just kind of run across with my metal ruler as a guide to make a straight line. It works really easy. It's actually not in that fiddly, like... Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's really neat ideas. Yeah, I use a lot of those three ring binders with uh, the laminate sheets, um, the slide in sheets for all my RPG yep. stuff and yep. miniature rules. And that's a good idea yep. because we have there's a lot of different templates and measuring templates or things like that with some different miniature games. That's a neat idea instead of having and even e yeah, and even if you wanted to slip in some cards or some reference cards yes, or exactly. or whatnot, you can make a little custom pocket for it to put it in with it. Yeah, that's exactly how I'm envisioning uh, using a lot of stuff. Because like you said, a lot of the miniature yeah. games I have, they have these little reference cards you pull out. You sit by your, mm -hmm. your armies, your fleet, or whatever. And that's very – instead of having – dumping them can, all in can, a big slot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can get a binder sheets that have the small pockets for like yep. cards like – um, but sometimes you want to customize it where you have a little small pocket next to something if you want. You yes. can do that with this. It's pretty cool. Um, I, also for my birthday, uh, this was all with birthday money I bought this with. And then I got a laminator, finally. Yes, love it. <laughs> so uh, get to laminate up some rules. And, you know, as we're playing Gloomhaven or playing Star yep. Wars or whatever heavy game, just print off BGG. Let me tell you yep. guys, BGG section, if you are if you ever have a really good game that you love, like one of your favorite games, just search on BGG and then go, there's a tab that says files. Yep. Go to the files section and then see what people print, uh, like post. There's some really cool, unique, creative things, even for like card games. People make their own special custom card separators, and they'll have instructions where you just print it off, cut it out, and then voila, you have custom card separators that you insert in the box. Uh, it's so cool what people can do. So talented. I'm not. I'm not talented. I can follow directions and print and cut stuff, but <laughs> I wouldn't be able to create from scratch. So I've been really enjoying doing these things. So it's kind of in the board game realm, but. I get to be a little crafty a little bit and have some fun and customize. And I'm going to have a really cool binder that fits all my Star Wars Imperial Assault terrain. Like, that's going to be sweet. That is cool. Uh, yeah. No, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm just going to jump in real quick on that laminator. I've been, I've had a laminator for years and I, I do exactly what you want. There's a website, a Google headlesshollow.com. There's a guy who is just. Any game, board game and stuff, he's got uh, versions of player aids he's created and graphics and Ooh. where you one can go down. And he tags a lot of these in Board Game Geek. So if you go specifically Board mm -hmm. Game Geek, check the game. But if you want to go to his website and um, go to headlesshollow.com, and I think it, it may uh, redirect you to the esoteric order of gamers, um, but they have just these universal board game summary sheets and it's just i've pulled them off for numerous games oh, nice. yeah it's i remember Corey talking to me about it he worked with him on i want to say some um uh rackham uh um rackham products for um uh not at at 43 and mm, the, um mm -hmm. their uh their fantasy line games and stuff too when we were play, cool. having playing in those but yeah it's it's pretty cool it's a neat website um like i said go check that out if you're looking for any player aids uh, there's like graphic graphic design is just phenomenal so mm -hmm. yep fun stuff i uh always uh tend to do that like you said uh, heavy board games twilight yeah. imperium all these uh, games like that i give player aids so you can hand them out to people and when we play it's really easy versus flipping through the books love it can't say enough two thumbs up to go get organized get a laminator and get uh get some player aid sheets oh yeah so I'm having a lot of fun with that, just nerding out with that kind of stuff. 
So, all right. Well, uh, Chris, we're, we're pretty much out of time here, so we should probably get going. Uh, I appreciate you coming on here. I hope you, uh, you, the listener, enjoyed listening. I hope you found something uh, new or maybe got inspired by a craft, I guess, a crafty project. Uh, it's a lot of fun doing these kind of things, and uh, it's, it's crazy how creative people are especially on the internet. It's, it just astounds me how talented people are and they can just whip this stuff up. Oh, it's pretty exactly. cool. Exactly. All right, Chris. Well, I hope everything goes well in the postseason. Maybe you win some tournaments and then looking forward to, thankfully, February is a short month and then we can get back to playing some uh, board games, get some game days. I got I got all the Imperial Salt expansions finally, so we could uh, love it through that. Love it, love it. I'm sure we have a couple other games. We can we, we do have Twilight Imperium. Uh, let's say uh, Dice Throne, Dice Throne Adventures. Oh gosh, I want to get Cosmic Encounters to the, yeah, the nice. I, I want to get that on the table. We need to get through Gloomhaven. Yeah, we do need to finish up Gloomhaven, especially before Frosthaven comes out this next year. So oh, yeah. <laughs> we got, yeah, we don't want too many games on the back shelf. Well, I mean, too late. Oh, no, too, too late. late. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I uh, hope your week goes well. I look Thank forward you. to talking to you here in the future and getting some games in. Uh, thanks again for listening. We do appreciate you tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever, feel free to reach out to us on our social media or email you'll hear at the end of the episode. But until next week, from the games we play, I am Brian. And I am Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.